Hey guys, what's up? It's Andy Priscilla, host of the MFCEO Project. Thanks for tuning in for this week's podcast. Um, if you guys don't know a little bit about me, uh, 16 years ago, I started a company with my best friend slash business partner to this day. We had $12,000 um, saved up for painting the stripes on parking lots. Uh, we've since grown that into multiple companies, multiple revenue streams, uh, totaling over $100 million this year. Um this is a podcast basically dedicated to cutting through all the bullshit about entrepreneurship, business, and motivation and getting you guys the truth. Uh, we're all tired of hearing the, the uh, Peter Cottontail fluffy cupcake version of everything, and we're just going to get right down to the fucking nuts and bolts, all right? Some of you guys might be offended. Maybe it's better to go listen to somebody else. Most of you guys, I think, will like it. I'm here with Vaughn Kohler, good buddy of mine. He's a co-host. Uh, say hi, Vaughn. Hey, how you doing? This episode, we're going to talk about money. Everybody wants to talk about money. Um, everybody has thoughts about money, preconceived limits and notions about money that they are unconsciously brought up with. And we're going to talk about some of those things. I think that, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you where to make money. I'm not going to tell you where to invest your money today. I'm not going to tell you anything like that. We're just going to talk about how you think about money. Um, Vaughn, you and I talked about having this show for a while. We think it's very interesting to kind of dive into the way people think about money. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it, it just varies across the board. Yep. Yep. So the Beatles, uh, famously sang, can't buy me love. Mm -hmm. Uh, money can buy you a lot of things, but not love. Question is, can money buy you happiness? <laughs> I, you know, that's definitely something that people think, you know, mm -hmm. I think most entrepreneurs out there think that, you know, when I make X dollars, I'll be happy when I make, um, you know, $10 million or $1 million or $100,000 or whatever it is, uh, when I purchase this material object, when I have this and that and this, you know, they think that they're going to be happy. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is no, it will not make you happy. Um, it will accelerate what your thoughts and I guess views and, you know, standards are of life, but mm -hmm. it's not going to mm -hmm. create purpose for your life. I think that's a big misconception that people, that people have. Mm -hmm. um, One of the things money does is it brings out what's in you mm -hmm. and gives you the power to express that more fully. So if you're kind of inside, if you're a good person, it'll help you be more of a good person. And if inside, if you're kind of full of crap, it'll help you. Do you agree with that? Or is that? Yeah, I do. Generally, I think that, you know, from my experience, I feel like the guys who are successful that I've met who have basically built that themselves. It's just brought out, uh, it's almost like adding a megaphone to your life. You know, right. you're able to do the things that you would be able to do without it. And those things are not going to be any different than, you know, what you would have done without it. It's just on a right. bigger scale. So, so the, it, it kind of amplifies everything that you're about. So does that mean that you don't think the money necessarily ruins people? It just people were already a certain kind of person and well, then money gave them the ability the thing, to ruin themselves. Yeah. The thing I see about that though, is that the, the people who are like shitball people anyway, mm -hmm. they don't ever get to where they want to be because what happens is, is that they're climbing up the success ladder. And when you're on the success ladder and you get to a certain level, everybody above it kind of sees what you're about. If you're, if you're about bullshit and you're about fucking people over and you're about, all the negative connotations that people like to believe about money, those people above you on the ladder are not going to let you get any further. They're kind of going to kick you back down. 
So, I mean, scam artists and the kind of people that dick people over and all the shit that basically everybody says about successful people, those people Mm -hmm. don't get very far, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, and the reality is, is that, you know, that mindset about money in terms of, you know, this guy's just fucked people over to get to the top and this and that, that's what people tell themselves so that they don't have to do the work. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something that I think that people, when they sell their dreams and their hopes down the river, they say, Oh, you know what? I wanted that, but then I saw what it really took and I didn't want to do that because it's morally wrong. Right. And it's fucking bullshit. I don't know. I don't know personally anybody that is financially successful personally. And I know a lot of people who are morally bad people. I just don't. Mm -hmm. Most of them are the opposite. Most of them use it as a tool to create fulfillment and value in other people's lives, which is what got them there in the first place. Making money is about creating value. It's not about making money, mm-hmm. you know, and that's mm-hmm. something we'll get to here in a second. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of along with that, can money make you happy? I mean, let's play devil's advocate. You're wearing a $60,000 watch. Maybe it's not that much. I don't know, but you've wa- you've worn watches like that. I've seen your Lamborghini. Uh, I haven't seen your house, but I've seen pictures of it or I haven't been to the house, but I've seen pictures of it. There's a guy that comes along and says to you, Andy, come on. You're telling me that that's not happiness? You're telling me that that didn't contribute to your overall satisfaction with life? Oh, I mean, here's the reality, man. You know, it's the same thing, just on bigger scales. I mean, anybody here who's gotten a new car, do you not tell me that after four months of having that car, it's just a car for you? Hmm. I mean, I'm yeah. asking you. Yeah, no, it's I mean, true. You bought new cars before, it's right? It's a law, law of diminishing returns. That's yeah. right. Your excitement yeah. fades. And then and then what's your natural thought? Uh, it's usually what's, what I'm, what's, what, what's, what's next? next. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. So yeah. it's no different when you – it's no different whenever you're buying more expensive things. So, And that's where it comes down to, like, you start to figure out that it's not the things that make you happy. It's the right. work that makes you happy. Right. You know, it's not – I'm going to buy this car, even though I do like Lamborghinis. I'm a huge fan of the brand. I'm a huge fan of the story. If you want to hear an awesome story about entrepreneurship, go read about Lamborghini. They're, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a great fucking story. And that honestly combined with the fact that, you know, every time I drive the car, I get out of the car with like a boner. Okay. <laughs> That's, that combines, uh, uh, you know, I love for that brand. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But I got to be honest. I mean, it, you know. It, you get used to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for somebody that's that's just starting out and you say, oh, I'm going to be happy when I have all these things. No, you're not. You're going to feel the same way that you feel about things that you accomplish now. You're yeah. going to get to that point and you're going to say, what's next? Yeah. And dude, the people that don't say what's next are that people that end up with all the money in the world that go out in the backyard and shoot themselves in the head. Right. You know, right. oh, that guy had everything and this and that. And he was miserable. And that's another belief that people have. You know, if you have all this money, you're going to be miserable. Well, yeah, that's true. But if you define yourself by the amount of money you make and being successful and that's all you ever shoot for and then you get it mm-hmm. and that's, that's all you've ever defined yourself by, you are going to be depressed because you're going to feel like there's nothing left to accomplish. Right. So, right. you know, it's not money that ends up making somebody happy. It's the ability to affect people with that money mm-hmm. that brings value to your life. I mean, you take a gay, a guy like, I mean, you look at the three, the big three, you know, the big three in the U.S. are who? Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and Steve Jobs. Right. Right? Do you think that they do or slash did, in Steve Jobs' case, did what they did for the money? They did it because they want to change people. They want to change lives. They want to change the industry. They want to change the way people live. Mm-hmm. You know, Warren Buffett has, yeah, he's, a, he's an investor, but he's an investor in some pretty uh, in, innovative businesses. You know, he's done some really cool shit. 
And he goes to work every day and works his ass off. It's not because he wants more money. It's because he wants to be good and he wants right. to make a change. He wants to make a difference. And that is the paradox that you have to get under control. And it's very hard to see whenever you're just starting out is that, you know, money, making money is not about making money. Making money is, and write this shit down because this mm -hmm. is the truest shit you're going to ever fucking hear. Making money and the amount of money you make is in direct relation to how much value you bring to the world. If you don't bring value to the world, you're not making any fucking money. Mm -hmm. If you bring a tremendous amount of value to the world, you're going to make a tremendous amount of money. That's it. Right. You know, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur, a guy in, inside of an organization. You know, if you're a guy working inside of an organization right now and you say, man, I can only get so far. Well, I'm going to tell you what, the more value you create, the more you're going to learn, the more valuable you're going to be. And yeah, you might outgrow that organization, but you're going to be extremely valuable when you do. Right. You know, and right. people don't think like that. They think like, oh man, I'm working for somebody I can never be this well first of all that's a shitty fucking attitude right second of all you know it's about fulfilling your own potential right. you know and and creating value if you create value you're going to have income yeah so so we're, we're in the process of unfolding andy's manifesto of money so obviously point number one was it will not bring you happiness and you you kind of transition into point number two which is it's really not about money it's about it's about uh it's about creating value and you've also said i know when we've talked you talked about about People who are successful don't make it about earning money. They make it about being great, right? right. So talk, talk a little bit yeah. about that. Well, here's the deal. So when I was younger and I used to look and read, I used to always hear this same saying, and it was, do what you're passionate about and you'll be successful. And I used to think like, dude, that makes no fucking sense at all. <laughs> like that sounds like the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever heard. But as I've grown and as I've had experiences and as I've become more successful. And when I, and I don't like saying I'm successful because in my terms, you know, other people may look at me and say, Oh dude, you've got everything you want. In my terms, I'm not successful because there's so much more potential to fulfill. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't like saying that, but like, I get the fact that people look and they say, Oh, it drives this kind of car, does this and that. And they say that's success. Well, okay. That's, that's their form of success at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Right. So when, when I sit there and think about, you know, the, the statement, follow your passion and you'll be successful. I used to think it was like this hocus pocus pie in the sky, like just fluffy shit that, you know, I <laughs> honestly just hate. Right. But the reality is, is this, when you're not passionate about what you do, especially when you're not making any money, it's very hard to dedicate the time it is to be great at what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, if you hate what you're doing, are you going to really put in the extra time at home to be great at that? No. Right. So the point is, is that everybody who earns money is really fucking good at what they do. Mm -hmm. And the reason they're really fucking good is because they love what they do most of the time. And the reason that it's important to love what you do is because for a long time, when you first start, you're not going to make any money and you have to get better for a reason other than just money. Mm -hmm. So you have to love what you do for that reason. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the better you are at something... I mean, everybody always asks for the fucking secret. They're always like, oh, what's the secret? What's the secret of success? Blah, blah, blah. There's no fucking secret. The secret is to be fucking great at what you do. Mm -hmm. That's it. Point at me one person who makes huge money in anything that they do and is extremely successful that isn't fucking good, very good or great at what they do. Mm -hmm. It does not exist. No. So I'm, I'm going to have you take a detour just for a second because I know that this is a huge part of your 
business philosophy in terms of what you what you talk to your guys in the store about doing it? Like in terms of selling, you say don't make it about the money, make it about helping people. That's right. Yeah. Am well, that I, goes in right in with creating value. You know, even when I was first starting in business, you know, I used to always focus on how much money we could make. You know, I think about today's sale. Mm-hmm. It's not today's sale, man. It's it's we live in an age where word of mouth travels so fast that, you know, I can put something up on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram and I have, you know, a hundred and something thousand people knowing about it instantly. You know, word of mouth is not like it was 40 years ago when our parents were working and in business and it took a month for someone to find out that you didn't provide what you said you would provide. So you can look at that one of two ways. You can look at that in a way of, Hey, it's important that I bring value to people because otherwise people are going to fucking know. Or B, it's important to bring value to people because, and go way past just bringing value, but like going over the top because everybody's going to know. You see what I'm saying? They're going to know either way. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when it comes to like doing the right, like really, man, the great thing about social media and the way people interact nowadays, you know, all the quick things, cell phones, texts, emails, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, all of the new social media platforms coming up is that it's instant, okay? So what that does is that weeds out people who are the old type of entrepreneur where they're like, they have this mindset of like, dude, we're going to sell this, this cheap product that has a lot of margin and we're going to market the shit out of it because that shit doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, you can't trick people. You know, like it has been for the last 40 years with television. You know, new the new medium for selling is fucking social. It's word of mouth. It's what it always has been, but this is accelerated at times a billion. Right. You know, so, you know, you have to you have to consider that, you know, when you're talking about making money, it comes down to, to basically bring so much value to that person that they become a, a speaker for you just because you made their whatever their experience was so great. And you solve their problems so great that they're going to go tell their friends about how great you solved their problem. Right. That's, it's as simple as that. You know, right. making money comes down to solving problems. And the people who solve the problems the best and create the most value in the interaction are going to make the most money. Now, I know you, I know you originally learned that lesson because you told me about this. You originally learned that lesson in the very early days of S2 when you and Chris, you didn't have any money for marketing. Yeah. So well, we were real lucky because we started in a time that was, we, we started in 99 and that was like when the internet had really kind of just started to be something, you know, um, people didn't really know how to use it, but it was there. There was emails and that's people started doing business that way. They didn't, there was no social network, so to speak, mm-hmm. but email was kind of the first social network. You know what I mean? And, uh, and then <clears throat> we, we were, we were just really fortunate to start at that time because, um, we didn't have any money to advertise because aver- traditional advertising was still very expensive. You know, if you wanted to run a TV commercial or you wanted to run a radio commercial, it cost a lot of fucking money mm-hmm. that we didn't have. So we were forced to go out and create and, and, and become creative in the ways, almost like guerrilla marketing type ways of right. meeting people and creating value one step at a time. You know, there were days in our first retail store, we didn't see anybody. There were two, three days in a row we didn't see anybody. So when that first person came in, you know, it, it wasn't just like, hey, I'm going to try to sell him something. It's like, dude, I want to keep the guy in the store as long as possible because I'm fucking bored. Right. So, right. you know, 
but, but what we in, inadvertently did was pay a lot of attention to people. And we talked to them. We got to know them. We shook their hands. We got to know their kids' names. You know, not out of, like, we're trying to, like, purposely, you know, not on purpose. It was just a matter of circumstance. Mm-hmm. And what happened was we became friends, mm-hmm. all right? So when you become friends, people want to shop with their friends. If you think about how you buy something, when was the last time you saw a commercial on TV and you immediately went online and bought something? Boy, for me, not very often. It doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. It's not like that. What yeah. happens is is you see a commercial for TV and you go to your buddies at the gym or wherever it is you hang out or you know, and you say, hey, man, did you see that commercial for this? And the guy will be like, yeah, you know, I saw that. I was thinking about this too. And then the third guy comes up. He's like, yeah, I fucking got that. It sucked. And you immediately drop it. You don't buy it. Right. Right? Right. Or the third guy comes up and he says, yeah, man, I heard about that too. And it was fucking awesome. I love it. It's my favorite thing I ever bought. And what happens? Two fucking sales. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom. Mm -hmm. Because the other two guys that just heard you talk. So basically advertising now has has gone from a something that convinces people to buy to where it's something that convinces people to talk. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And if you don't have um, a positive outcome of that conversation – you're not, you're not only are you not going to sell the demise of your brand is going to be accelerated that much faster. Right. So we were just really lucky at, at a young point in business to be in a situation where we were forced to do business quote unquote, the old way, which is like one handshake at a time, one friend at a time, which is honestly the way that people have bought since day one, right. since, since, since there was marketing, that's how people buy. Right. And so, right. You know, me and my brother had this saying called make a friend, make a sale. Well, dude, the better you can make friends, the better value, the better you solve the problem, the more sales you're going to make. Right. You know, and it's just really, it comes down to creating value for people and solving problems. It's very, very simple. And and we were lucky to learn that in a retail aspect. And we've been able to keep that as part of our core values, you know, over the last 16 years. And I would say more than anything, that's the reason we've been mm-hmm. successful. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be the guy on the podcast whose role it is, is to simply restate the obvious, but... Um, so basically what you're saying is don't make it about money, make it about being great. But along with that is, is part of making money is, is to genuinely value people. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's caring. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, everybody looks for this way around that. Okay. Like they look for this, how do I make a sale and the quickest way possible? And how do I grow a business the quickest way possible? So, so they look at all these fucking shortcuts out there. Like, Hey, I'm going to try and do this and, and it'll trick people into doing this and this and this. Well, first of all, people are fucking smart. They're not stupid. Right. Okay. Assume that every single person, if you're in, in any business right now, don't assume that you're smarter than anybody else. Assume that they are smarter than you. Hmm. Okay. So when you assume that they are smarter than you, you automatically have to do the right thing because you, you know it's impossible to trick them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So the biggest mistake I see with young business owners is they're is they think that they're going to trick people. You're not tricking people. Mm-hmm. People aren't fucking stupid. And if they are fucking stupid, they're going to go ask their friends who aren't fucking stupid, and they're going to tell them to stay away from you. Right. Okay. So, right. you know, you have to be genuinely interested and genuinely passionate about solving a problem for people. And the better that you're genuinely interested and genuinely passionate about solving the problem for people, the faster you will be successful. That's the fucking shortcut. The shortcut mm-hmm. is. Do the fucking work, do it the right way, do it consistently, do it for a long period of time, and you're going to be successful. Any other thing that you do is not the fucking shortcut. Mm -hmm. And that's something that people have to understand from day one. Right, right. 
Well, I mean, obviously, from what you're saying, it's it's clear that uh, you don't think money's a bad thing. So that leads me to the next sort of commonly held misconception, and that is that money is the root of all evil. True or false? Dude, that is the most laughable. When I hear that from people or see that posted, like I see, I see a blatant fucking excuse. Mm-hmm. And I see limits that people have been brought up to believe mm-hmm. generationally over time. I, when I hear that, I, you never hear about the good shit people do with money. You know what I'm saying? Right, you never right. hear – you know that guy that says, oh, look at that guy. He's driving a fucking Rolls Royce and gives him the finger. You know, right. Of course, after he drives away and you right. can't see him. Right. You know what I mean? But, now, I can see some people in, in the audience saying, wait a minute, Andy. That's in the Bible, isn't it? Doesn't doesn't the Bible say that money is the root of all well, evil? We've had this conversation, brother, and you're the pastor. You're, you know, for you guys that don't know, this is, pastor. This, is, this is this is former Pastor Vaughn. Former Pastor Vaughn. So you know, you're the religious expert here. So you <laughs> yeah, enlighten right. me on exactly what the Bible says. I know the Bible doesn't say that, but who's going to believe me because I'm not the religious expert? Right. You are. Right. Right. Well, what does the Bible say? Does well, this, does the Bible say money is the root of all, of all evil? It does not. What does it, it say? It says. The love of money is the root of all evil, and the greater context of that is basically saying if you love money above anything else, i.e. people or God, then yeah, that's evil. But it does not say that money is the root of all evil. But it's so convenient for people to just quote the Bible and say money is the root of all evil, the Bible says so, to make themselves feel good. Right. How, How many times have you seen that in your career as a pastor? A lot, a lot. So people will come to you and and and. Maybe not come to you, but you see the belief of like, hey, that guy's driving a Lamborghini. He must be a bad dude. Right. You right. Know? Absolutely. And, and yeah. that's something people have been brought up to believe. Right. You know, that's a misquote that is not true. It's not in the Bible. And regardless of whether or not you're, uh, you know, a Christian or a Muslim or anything, the belief of money is an evil thing. Um, and, and it, you know, it even ties into the thing like, you know, you, you should be humble and Christ-like yeah. in the way that you live and this and that. Well, being humble has nothing to do with driving a nice car. Right. Being humble knows that, A, you know, you have a lot to learn. You have a long way to go. B, you're not that great. And C, you're not better than any other man. Right. Driving exactly. a nice car doesn't mean that. Exactly. Well, I think, I think what it is is I think it's well-intentioned, but I think people are also making an illogical leap because they're looking at, they're, you know, they're reading the Bible and they say, oh, God cares about the poor. So then the logical conclusion that they draw is... He cares more about the poor. He cares more about the poor, or... You're supposed it, to be poor. You're supposed to be poor. Right. <laughs> Which in reality is, is not true. You know, right. let, let's be honest here. You know, because this is where the, the objection... The reason we're getting on the religious subject here, which I really don't like to get into, because everybody has their own beliefs, right, right. and I respect anybody's beliefs. I'm right. not saying your beliefs are wrong, because here's the reality. None of us fucking know. We don't. Yeah. Okay? Um, that's where the, the idea of faith comes in. Yeah. We don't know. We just have to choose a belief. But... Let's talk about that. Let's talk about a lot. Vaughn, you used to be a pastor. Uh-huh. You have a daughter. I do. Okay. Do you not want your daughter to grow up and be as successful as poss- she Absolutely. possibly can? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you not want her to grow up and provide as much value to the earth as she can? Absolutely. And right. if, if that makes her drive a Lamborghini one day because she chooses to use that as the fruit of her labors, does that make her a bad person? No, not at all. Right. Not so, at all. so, and I, I, I get caught up and I get frustrated with people who look at it that way because that's their way of telling themselves, in my opinion. Actually, it's not even my opinion. I, dude, I know enough to know this is the fucking real deal. These people are telling themselves, 
the reason this guy's successful is because he's fucking evil. And I don't want to be right. evil, so I'm okay being what I have. Right. There, there is nothing wrong with appreciating what you have right. and wanting more. Right. And he's obviously not gotten to where he is without stepping on people or maybe doing right. backroom deals right, right, right. and that sort and of that's, thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. is, Like I said a few minutes ago, is that you can't be successful doing immoral things generally because eventually people who are – Good people who have been successful are going to fucking stomp you down the ladder. Right. You know, right. dude, being successful financially has everything to do, and especially long term, has everything to do with creating value. You're not right. going to find somebody who has gotten to be a hundred millionaire, billionaire, multimillionaire, whatever you, you think your level of success is. You're not going to find somebody who's been there long term by you know, fucking people over. Right. Because eventually people catch on. Right. And then you lose Especially it. in today's day and age. Yeah, man. I mean, there's it's, just no way to hide Yeah, things. so like, dude, to yeah. say, oh, dude, that guy's evil for being successful, it's just a fucking justification right. for the position you're in. And instead of thinking like, hey, that guy's not, that guy's successful because he fucked people over, why don't you right. think about like, hey, you know, maybe what, what did that guy do to get to that point, really? Yeah. How long did he suffer? How long did he go through a time with no money? You know, for me, it was 10 years, yeah. almost 12 years. Yeah. You know, I mean, people just don't, it's easy to point the finger and say, oh, that's evil. But the reality is, is like anybody who tells you that the Bible says money is evil is fucking, it's not true. Right. You know, for what it's worth, I used to be a a director of development, which is, you know, a fundraiser. And when I first started my job, I was talking to the guy who had done it for a long time. And I, and I told him, I said, you know, I got to be honest with you. I'm a little... I'm a little hesitant about work, you know, approaching rich people because I'm going to assume that they're really, you know, they're really full of themselves and, and everything. And this guy who had done this for many years, he said, oh, it's exactly the opposite. He said, the guys who have the most money are actually the nicest. It's actually the mid-tier guys that feel like that they have something to prove. Well, it's the guys faking it. Right. It's, it's what, the, guy, I, it's it's what the I call Right. I call them the, the 30, 40K millionaires. You know, it's right. the guys that are mortgaged out as far as they go to put off a persona of that they have a lot of things going right. and then they have something to prove. The guys I know that are the real deal, those guys, they're not trying to prove anything. They're right. humble, man. They're they, humble. They're they realize humble. like, hey, look, because here's the reality too, is that if you're a successful guy, you've probably been friends with other success, successful people that have lost everything and you've seen mm-hmm. it happen because it happens a lot. And dude, you know, you know that like, hey, that could be me sometime and it keeps you humble. Right. You know what I mean? You got to think about it though, man. Instead of pointing at like all the evil things that people, you know, you think about money, you know, how how come people don't think about the good things that happen Mm -hmm. from people with money? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I could tell you right now, you know, um, I mean, I I could list off a half a dozen things that 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 we've been able to do, whether it be buy employees' cars because their car was broken down for work, or whether it be build our high school a weight room, or whether it be you know. Helping people who truly need it that are on the street and they need, you know, they need to get off the street. I mean, dude, we've done so many things that nobody knows about because, dude, people that have that are also humble enough to not brag about it. Right. You know, right. and because and so by by them not telling those stories because they're humble, people automatically assume they're just greedy. Right. You know, they see they see somebody like me driving a Rolls Royce or a Lamborghini and they think, fuck, that guy's so fucking blah, blah, blah. Dude, I give away more money than I keep for myself. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I think uh, what I always thought was hilarious was, you know, you go to a college campus and you've got these, not to get into politics or anything, but you got these far left professors who, who are railing against, you know, the, the, the evil rich. 
And the reality is, is that that guy probably has a job, and that college is probably funded in, by those guys. Funded by those guys, right. those good capitalists. But you know, dude, here's the deal, man. You know, and the whole point is conversation. Like, dude, I'm sure we're gonna get emails that say, "Oh, dude, you're fu- you're you're fucking one of the evil kind. You're just trying to protect yourself, dude. What if what the fuck ever? Don't fucking listen then." But here's the reality: if you're a young man, young woman, you're trying to have big. The, the reason we're saying this is because I want people to understand this. If you're a young man and you're a young woman, you want to be successful, there's nothing fucking wrong with that. Mm-hmm. People are going to try to make you feel guilty. They're going to try to make you feel selfish. They're going to try to make you feel like you're doing something morally wrong. And that is not true. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Realize that when people tell you that, that what's happening is, is they are telling you an excuse that they have told themselves and made themselves believe for their own lack of work ethic or drive to be successful. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... If you're a young man, you're a young woman, it could be, and you're on your own, you've maybe got, maybe it's just you, maybe you have three employees, maybe you have huge dreams, and you go tell your friends and family about them, and they shit on them. Dude, that's fucking normal, and it's okay to want to be successful. Right. Does not make you a bad person, does not make you an evil, does not make you selfish. You're going to have, if you're a good person, you want to be successful, think of the amount of good that you can do with extra financial capital. Yeah. You know, instead of thinking like, oh, my my cousin says that I'm just greedy and I want to, I'm materialistic and all this other fucking shit that people say. Dude, think about the shit that you'll be able to do that's good when you have the the mm-hmm. the, uh, the means to do so. Right. And I think on that note, I mean, I, I've known you long enough that the flip side of this is true. And I know that, you know, you've as passionately as you feel about, you know, money can be a good thing. I also know that you feel like the flip side is true, which is that, if you have money or if you have some resources and you're not using it to help people or to better the world, I've heard you say this, that your life is worthless, basically. Well, I mean, here's, here's, the, here's the bottom line, right? We're all going to die. Right. You know, and you've all heard the sayings, you can't take it with you. You know, although, dude, I did just buy a brand new 2015 Rolls Royce Wraith and I have decided <laughs> that I'm going to be buried in it. That's how much I fucking love the car. So if you have the means... And if Rolls Royce is listening, I'm going to be your number one fan. I used to hate them, and now I love them. And I decided that you're going to bury me in it, not because of the symbolic nature of success that Rolls Royce has, but because it's just so fucking comfortable. And now, if I'm going now, to lay there for a long time, yeah. I want to be comfortable. Yeah, now question, though. Uh, would you be buried in it as is, or would you want them to convert it into some sort of coffin? No, man. It's, just as it's is. It's just perfect. It's yeah, just okay. perfect. Backseat? Hey, man, if I've, got to, if I've got to be there for a long time, you know, I want to be comfortable. That's what, it. What color is it? It's uh, I got a two tone black. It's it's called Black and Jubilee Silver. Okay. So it's a, uh, I'll show you after the show. I've got nice. it here. But, nice. Um, but here, you know, <clears throat> the point is, is that that doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Right. What car I drive, what car you drive, what how much money I have in the bank, we're all gonna be dead. So I believe my personal belief, and 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 some people might disagree, but I also think that this is in congruency with the thought of creating value for people. You know, people who genuinely have, excuse me, the mindset of creating value want to do good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I haven't met anybody that fits the stereotype of the old stingy, you know, Uncle Scrooge who pulls all his money and puts it in his money bin and doesn't, and doesn't give back, right. you know? And, and so I think it's a natural progression that good people do good things. They create value and they create enough value and become great enough to where they, they rewarded with money. 
And those people naturally want to give money back. And mm-hmm. I've, I haven't yet to meet anybody who doesn't contribute in positive ways because A, it's the right thing to do. B, it makes you feel tremendously good. Right. And C, you know, it's just the morally right thing to do. Right. In my opinion, you know, some people may disagree. And, and I haven't met anybody who, who disagrees with that, um, who has the ability to give back. You right. know, um, right. I haven't met anybody who said, oh, you know, it's all about me and fuck everybody right. else. Right. I, it's, because you can't. The reason I've not met anybody is because you can't fucking get there with that mentality. Right. So, you know, but let's say you are. Let's say there is people out there like that. I don't respect that. Mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. What, what meaning or what contribution are you giving to the world being like that? Mm-hmm. You're not. Right. You know, which right. is why you see guys like Bill Gates giving away his wealth. You know, you see um, <clears throat> Warren Buffett giving away his money. Mm-hmm. The reason mm-hmm. people give away that money is because of their attitude that got them there in the first place. Am I making sense or am absolutely, I? Okay. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, you know, crazy. Sometimes I feel like I'm, 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 I'm going in circles. Cause like, but because I've thought about this so much, but the reality is, is the reason that they're giving away the money is the reason they're successful right. from, in the first place. Right. It's the mentality that they have. Well, a lot of these things are overlapping, but I mean, it, it's crazy and revolutionary, uh, hashtag sarcasm. But basically what you're saying is that money is morally neutral. It's how you use it that makes it either good That's or bad. Right. 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 And I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, sometimes you're going to go to the strip club and you're going to donate to some young girl's college fund. But the reality <laughs> is, is, you know, that's the way it works, you know. So, so you know, I don't know, man. I'm, you know, obviously I'm just kidding, kind of. But the reality is, is that do good shit. You know, when right. you're successful, right. realize that it's your obligation to do good for other people. Right. You know, some people... You know, they don't, and that's part of the, the, the point of the show. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to help people understand. Some people don't have mentors. Some people don't have the luxury of being surrounded with success. And it's very hard for them to grasp limits outside of what they've grown up with. So when you're a successful dude or a successful girl, you know, help other people realize what, what right. they can do. Give people the opportunity. You know, one of our biggest things is we like to donate to our high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why is I feel like I learned a lot there. I mm-hmm. feel like I was you know, people really cared about me. And are you, you going to say the name of the high school? Yeah, I went to, I went yeah. to St. John Vianney High School here yeah. in St. Louis, Missouri. And what's, what's the what's the stereotype associated with Vianney? I'm just curious. Well, it's all boys school. It's an all boys school. Yeah. So they all, all what they did what, what what they usually think is you can't get any girls when you go to all boys school. Oh. <laughs> That's the first question I get about it. They're like, "Oh, dude, how'd you go to all boys school?" Well, number one, it was awesome because like you didn't have to like, you know, put gel in your hair and do all the <laughs> shit that you would do going to. Because I went to both. I went to public right. school and then private right. school as well. But the, the number two is, is like you have these mixers where like you have, it's you and your boys from the all boys school and then girls from like six different schools. <laughs> so like when guys ask me like, dude, how'd you do that? What about the girls? It was like fucking great, man. It was like 10 times as many girls as it was like at a regular school. So, right, right. You know, that's, that's the awesome. stereotype. How'd you go to all boys school? But right. really, man, you know, it taught you a lot about camaraderie. It taught you a lot about culture. It taught you a lot about like being a good friend. Right. And, uh, and so you supported that. Oh dude. You, you, it, yeah. I learned more there. You know, I, I could never repay what I've learned. There. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, well, the guy, the, the men that work there, you know, they don't make as much as they get could make at public school. They're there mm-hmm. for a reason. They're mm-hmm. there because they're good dudes, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and I, that's why I choose to, you know, support that cause. Yeah. But, I'm passionate about it. You know what I mean? And I think that when you give kids an opportunity, you know, tuition at that school, I think is like 15 grand a year, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a lot for a high school, man. Yeah. You know, a lot of yeah. kids can't afford that experience. And those are the kids that need that experience. You know what I right. mean? So, Absolutely. um, you know, just, just give back, man. Yeah. 
Well, we're all about spreading spreading around the love. So, I mean, any other uh, worthy causes you think people should consider? Um, I think everybody's got their own little passionate, you know, nooks that that, that they believe about, and uh, I I think it's. Uh, I think that when you find one that you really care about, that can be the motivation some days to get out of bed, you know, because, like, I don't have to get out of bed every day, man. I've got to figure out ways to motivate myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be like, hey, I want a nice house. I want a nice car. Now now it's different, you know. Uh, now it's, hey, I want my employees and the guys that really bleed and sweat for our company mm-hmm. to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see them achieve their goals. And some days it is like, hey, man, I, I you know, I'm, I'm trying to give to this cause or that cause, and I want I – want, uh, I want to be successful because I could do that. You know, I want to be able to still afford to do that. And I think that, you know, saying, hey, I, you should give to this cause or that cause, it, that's up to you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that, you know, finding something you're passionate about could be a tremendous amount of motivation to get up and go to work every day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. especially once you've reached that point. And I know a lot of people listening are not to that point yet, but trust right. me, when you get to that point, the difference between ultra successful people and people who just make a little bit and maybe get one or two toys and you know they they kind of just exist right on a on a very moderate level of success um, is that they find reasons constantly to continue to progress mm-hmm. you know and so once you have enough money in your bank account which quite honestly isn't that hard to do. I mean, I know when you have nothing it seems like it's fucking impossible. Mm-hmm. But and it does take a long time and it does take you know, effort and it does take blood and sweat and tears, It you know, but the reality is, is like, there's a lot harder things to do. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that point, you have to start finding ways to motivate yourself outside of just what it is that you do. And so, mm-hmm. you know, helping people is one of the ways that I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I, I think that a lot of people who have gotten to that moderate success level as, as I have, you know, I'm not a billionaire or mm-hmm. anything, but we're doing okay. Yeah. Um, I think that they they all find causes that are worthy in their heart to give to. So, right. um, you know, I can't really answer the question, like, what should somebody <laughs> right, do? But, right. you know, they should consider where can I help and what do I like to help with? Right. Well, you build this as a uh, as a discussion about money and your views on it and dispelling some uh, misconceptions. And we have we have covered a lot of things, everything from Bill Gates and Warren Buffett to uh, to the Bible and uh, what it might mean to potentially support either a high school or a stripper. So, uh, so, so we've, so we've covered a lot of things, but why don't you, why don't you wrap us up? Yeah, guys, look, man, here's the, here's the reality. You know, when you're young and, and you don't even have to be young when you're at a point, when I say young, sometimes I mean like just in the beginning of your entrepreneurial, um, success journey, dude, people are going to fucking try to convince you that you're morally fucked up. They're going to convince you that you're selfish. They're going to convince you that you're morally wrong. They're going to convince you that you're greedy. And, dude, it's just not fucking true. Okay? There's nothing wrong with wanting to be successful. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make a good living. There's nothing wrong with wanting more, period. Okay? So when you get this this static and this, this hesitation from people in your lives, you have to learn how to ignore it or you have to learn how to avoid it. All right? And I'm here to tell you, and I think anybody else who would come on this show in my position who has... Uh, accumulated some sort of financial success will tell you there's nothing wrong with it. So the whole point when I talk about money is to correct the thought process that there's something wrong with making money, right? There's nothing wrong with making money. Go out and make a lot of money and do good shit with it. And that's really, that's really the the point of this show. Uh, this particular episode, you know, we're going to cover more as we go. We'll talk about what good investments are and, and how, um, 
you know, to use money to make money and, and all these other things that they don't teach in school, you know, which they don't even teach you how to balance a fucking checkbook in school, which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But we're going to cover these, these financial aspects uh, more in depth. But this is more just about how to think about it. So if somebody's telling you there's something wrong with it, they're full of fucking shit, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's mm-hmm. really the bottom line. So after this episode, uh, we're no doubt going to have questions and feedback and probably some complaints. So why don't you tell people how to contact us? Yeah. For all your complaints, you can contact me at gogetfucked at MSCO. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, complaints are welcome. Feedback's welcome. Questions are welcome. Uh, it's, it's, uh, we have a, a link on the website, the MSCOproject.com. Hit us up. We're always looking for good topics to, to uh, talk about. You know, Even if you don't agree with what we're saying, it's totally cool. We, we'll... Uh, We'll tell you how full of shit you are. Mm-hmm. So um, hit us up with your questions. Um, <clears throat> like I said, the mfceoproject.com, uh, always welcoming feedback. I, I really appreciate you guys uh, listening to the podcast, and and you're a big part of, of what we're trying to get to. So your your input is extremely important. So make sure and you And how do us- they follow you on Instagram? Oh, yeah, um, Instagram. It's it's just Andy Frisella, uh, at Andy Frisella on Instagram. I'm right. um, on Facebook, too. I don't do the Twitter thing, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm not on there. But um, yeah, man, you know, if you don't post your questions for me on Instagram, I, I'm not big on answering those up there. It's just too hard. Uh, hit us up, and and uh, you know, we'll we'll take care of your questions as we go. Sounds so, great. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll have a new episode for you coming up soon. Oh,